Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 140. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Jim Laub. Jim, are you feeling unstoppable today? Eric, with you, I'm feeling unstoppable. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. And now we're going to be talking today about the common characteristics of highly successful independent restaurant owners. Uh, but before we dive into that topic, I just want to give the folks at home uh, an aerial view of who you are and what you're all about. So Jim got his start in the hospitality industry at the ripe age of 15 uh, when he worked in a quick service operation. While in college, Jim improved a Upon his hospitality skills by learning the role of server and bartender. With a degree in accounting, he began to take on more technical, operational, and financial roles such as restaurant manager, controller, and CFO. Eventually, Jim practiced as a CPA and advisor to independent restaurants throughout the U.S. regarding operational, financial, cost control, and profitability issues. Today, with all this abundance of wisdom and knowledge, uh, Jim serves as the founder and publisher at RestaurantOwner.com. You may have heard of it before. I'm sure you have. Uh, RestaurantOwner.com is an incredible resource consisting of business plans, templates, operational systems, procedures, checklists, training manuals, webinars. It's all there, everything you need to run a successful business. And that is why I'm so pumped to have you on the show because your knowledge is just vast, Jim. And uh, I guess before we get to know you a little bit more, I want to get that inspirational, motivational ball going. And we're going to do that by, ha- by having you just hit us with a success quote or mantra. What do you have? Well, Eric, oh, for, for, first of all, thank you very much for that. Very <laughs> no kind problem. In, Thanks for making it easy. I guess I mean, it's, oh, it's... <laughs> well, gee whiz. yeah, it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those uh, type of introductions that, God, you know, I think my mom would even believe it. You know, or <laughs> you were so convinced, but it it just sounded great. I appreciate it. Um, no let, problem. Let's see. I'll tell you what. As as far as a, uh, let me just give you our mission statement. Yeah. Okay. Please. Because um, that's what motivates us. That's what's inspirational to us. But our mission at RestaurantOwner.com is to change lives by educating and inspiring independent restaurant owners to create restaurant success stories. Mm. Um, we really do. I mean, we really do want to change lives. And one thing that we always keep in mind um, with the uh, independent operators that we deal with is, you know, we're talking about real people. And these real people have... Many of them have everything they have on the line. You know, it's a small business. It's a very challenging business today. And how well they do impacts their lives, the lives of their family. It affects the lives of their managers and staff and so on. So we take what we do very, very seriously. And uh, when we, uh, uh, you know, the the, the greatest joy and, uh, uh, I guess, source of happiness that I have today is... uh, is for somebody to say, hey, I was on your website, I've been a member, and golly, I did this and this, and gee whiz, we're doing better now. <laughs> you know, I mean, that that is incredibly gratifying, and uh, and that's what, you know, that 
puts a spring in our step, and that's what turns us on, and that's what, what I think, anyway, is what makes us hopefully unstoppable as well, just like you. Well, Jim, I mean, I'm, I have to say, like, there's so much about what you're doing that resonates with me and just strikes a core with me because in your mission statement, you say you, you create success stories. Uh, you're creating success stories, but I'm telling the stories. I'm sharing the stories, and there's just so much we can learn from those successes and, uh, you know, just... There's just so much parallels between what we're doing, and it just, it's really exciting oh, to have somebody that's equally as passionate, if not more passionate. So, oh, great. Well, Eric, <laughs> Eric, one thing I admit is that we don't create success stories, but we try to educate and inspire independent restaurant owners to create their own restaurant success stories. You see, we really have the easy part, mm-hmm. because what we're doing, we're imparting information, and hopefully we're a little bit inspiring in how we do that, but the heavy lifting is done by who? By the independent yeah, operators absolutely. themselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. So when somebody says that, you know, well, you, uh, uh, you were instrumental in our success or doing something, but I say, wait a second, wait a second. I may have given you some ideas or whatever, but you're the one that made it happen, you mm-hmm. know, because we can't get in that restaurant and make the tough decisions and, uh, you know, and do the work and provide the effort to get things done. The independent mm-hmm. operators, obviously, uh, do do that, and our hats our hats go off to them for doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, I mean, can you think of a time? And we've I've given a, a kind of a brief overview of your career and what you've accomplished and what you're doing mm-hmm. today. But uh, I want to find out a little bit more about uh, you and your passion for this industry. So, so, is there a time? Can you think of a moment, Jim, where you just knew that this was going to be more than a job, but your career? Hmm. Boy, that's a <laughs> That's a great question, Eric. Um, I'll tell you what, I think it was uh, when I was doing a lot of consulting. Um, before I started restaurantowner.com, I would spend quite a bit of time dealing with independent operators uh, and helping them a lot of times with their accounting and financial systems mm-hmm. and cost control, things like that. Um, but what I really enjoyed about those times is that I got to rub shoulders and I was in the restaurants and working with their managers and with them and stuff. And I just started seeing the, you know, kind of the goodness of what re- what owning a restaurant was all about, and the mm-hmm. type of people that had the nerve that had that were that would take the risk, would put up all that capital, and would get into something where there was no guarantees of success. In fact, quite the contrary, the chain, the odds were really against them. But they fought all the odds, and they put it all on the line, and they worked, you know, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. That is when I really said, golly, these are special people to be around, mm-hmm. and I want to try to, you know, it, it would just be fun. Because, let's admit it, the restaurant business is incredibly dynamic. There's a lot of interesting characters uh, involved in it. And uh, I guess it was during that time that I said, hey, this is this is for me. I want to stay in, in this business. <laughs> I love it, and I, I couldn't agree more. There's just no more real people like there's just so many real people uh-huh. in this industry and it's yeah, just absolutely so absolutely. great to be surrounded by people like yeah that. i love right. it too so right. it's a privilege yeah <laughs> absolutely so okay today we're here to talk about the characteristics and habits of successful independent restaurant owners and i'm super excited because i mean you just have so much experience working with these people helping develop these people seeing common characteristics and all the people mm-hmm. you've encountered in your career so let's talk about that i mean what are some of the characteristics i mean i'll let you start I and mean, where would you say like the most common characteristic is Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, 
This one I don't think is all that obvious to people, and a lot of people might be surprised by this, but the most successful restaurant people that I have found that I've been associated with didn't get into the restaurant business to get rich. Mm-hmm. Now, can you get rich in the restaurant business? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you sure can. Okay? But you look at the people that have really, really done well. The folks that I know are passionate about things other than money. I mean, they are passionate about excellence. They're passionate about people, uh, customers, and their employees. Um, they're passionate about doing really good work. And, I, and the people that come to mind are the people at Pal Sudden Service, uh, which own a 26-unit uh, 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 fast food QSR restaurant operation based out of Kingsport, Tennessee. They won the Malcolm Baldridge Award about uh, in 2001, I believe, the only restaurant at that time to have done that. Um, also, I think of Danny Meyer in mm-hmm. New York City, uh, Union Square Cafe, and also uh, oh, what's his fast food concept now? Uh, uh, Shake Shack. Yep. Sh- Shake Shack. They just went public. Um, uh, Zingerman's Deli up in uh, up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, yep, and all these co- yeah, and all these all these companies I'm mentioning have been around for decades. They've been incredibly successful. They create an unbelievable guest experience, which brings people back time and time again. It generates t- they generate tons of wor- word of mouth by virtue of having such a great guest experience. And I guarantee you, none of those folks went into the business um, with the intention, the primary motivator being ma- is to make a lot of money. They really didn't. Yeah. Making a lot of money is a result of the quality of work that they've done and the result of the guest experience that they were able to create and sustain. I love so it. that that I believe is number one. Yeah, and I have to agree and like when I started this podcast a little over a year now, I really had I was learning so much. I didn't know mm-hmm. a lot and I still have a lot to learn, but I've evolved and I've changed the questions because of the reasons you're stating mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. When I Great. first <laughs> when I first got started, this podcast was about the restaurant. Like tell me about your uh-huh. restaurant. And yep. then the more I started learning and hearing these people's stories, I started to realize that it doesn't matter what your concept is. It's it's all about the people right. inside the right. restaurant. And that's why yeah. we focus on the people today and trying to make I mean, that's what the the question, the first question I ask is about those it factors. I mean, what yep. are your it factors? Yep. And it's yep. all these things you're stating, and I love it. Um, that's great. Eric, one one thing that you may use is not really what you do in the restaurant business, but rather how you do oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love it. Yep, yep. It's, it's great stuff. Um, in some of the other books, you mentioned Danny Myers, um, but there's a book that I read recently, uh, The Soul of a Chef. Uh, a great book. Mm. Michael Roman wrote it, and he he talks about this. Some of the things you're talking about too, with Michael Simon and and Brian Polson and Thomas Keller. One thing that all these guys have together, the one thing, the one common characteristic is they love making people happy. Mm-hmm. And that's. Yep. Uh, do you want yep. to speak to that at all a little bit more? Well, I think that goes uh, that goes in tandem with exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Exactly, mm-hmm. excellence, people. Um, Danny Meyer talks a lot about hospitality and mm. the difference between hospitality and service. Mm. And service is more the mechanical uh, functions involved in taking the order and getting the food to the people and so on. But hospitality is how you make people feel. It's mm. the eye contact. It's the warmth. It's uh, make having your customers feel that you really care about them mm. and care about their experience. And they spend just as much or more time on hospitality. Now, granted, you got to get the right people to have 
people with hospitality, and some people refer to that as have be, folks having the hospitality gene. But you want people that are really concerned and warm and genuine and caring in front of your customers mm-hmm. because that is ju- that's just as important or more important than probably even the taste of the food yeah. or the or the timing or, or things of that nature. You can give somebody the best plate of food in the world, and it could be absolutely wonderful. But if the server appears to be a little you know, stuffy or doesn't really shows that they really don't care or aren't real friendly or they don't have great eye contact or something, it'll it'll totally detract from that experience. So. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And what you're saying kind of, I made some notes here uh, on my end. One of the things we're going to talk about is good business skills. And mm-hmm. I've noticed that, uh, you know, you don't have to be a technician. You don't have to have the person that has all the technical skills. What I've discovered from the Danny Myers, from the Ari Weinswags, from the Paul Hibblers, all these, you know, let us entertain you, these great restaurant groups. Mm-hmm. What they're really good at is finding the people who are technically, yep. like, just the best at what they do and, like, right. recruiting them. The, usually right. the people who are at the top of these great companies are visionaries. They mm-hmm. have the vision mm-hmm. and they say, this is where I want to go. But then they surround themselves like you do with those 51 percenters, like Danny Myers calls them, mm-hmm. uh, the people who just mm-hmm. get it. Uh, what do you want to yep. say about that? Well, I do think there's two sides to every restaurant. Well, there is. I mean, a restaurant is a place of hospitality and it's a place that we serve food and it's all those things that go on in within the four walls of the restaurant. But it's also a business. So we do have to be concerned about things like food cost control mm-hmm. and we have to get our, our pricing right from a profitability standpoint. I mean, we do have to be concerned about return on investment and things like that. Um, so uh, another char- characteristic that I believe that independent restaurant operators got to have, you got to be a good business person mm-hmm. too, especially in the beginning, because you can't afford to hire those expensive financial type people or the you know the business type folks a lot of times when a restaurant starts out the independent operator has to make not just the food decisions or not just the operational decisions but they they've got to make their own business decisions too Absolutely. so it's important that they can read a P&L that they understand prime costs that they understand budgets and projections and things like that now they don't have to be experts at it but they at least need to understand the the basic concepts and they need to be able to talk intelligently with accountants and CPAs and things so that they don't so they know whether or not they have a good or a bad CPA that they're dealing with mm-hmm. um so um they do need a certain amount of uh uh, of skill and knowledge in uh, in that area as well, I believe. Yeah, and Jim, we're starting to get more into like the technical side of of a successful independent restaurant owner. We talked a lot about the social intelligence and just being mm-hmm. a good person and happiness. But what about? And I think this this characteristic of just excellence, constantly improving, constantly looking to do things better, kind of falls into the good business skills because. You like you say you get into the industry. You might not not know how to do all these things. You can learn, right. but I think it's the people who continue to learn and continue to do a little bit better and a little bit better. I mean, what have you noticed about that characteristic? Yeah, I mean, you are right on target. One of the characteristics of all those restaurants that we talked about earlier, the Danny Myers and the Pals, so on. They, in their minds, they have never they never arrive. They mm-hmm. never will arrive. It's a continuous 
constant improvement type mindset. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And in the aviation industry, we called it catching yourself fat, dumb, and happy when you're just sitting there and everything's great. Mm-hmm. That's when the worst mm-hmm. things happen. <laughs> so these exactly. people, they're just constantly exactly. going for that, that just a little bit better. I think, I don't know if you're familiar with Thomas Keller's uh, TED Talks. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. It's like he tells a story about that that one person they use tape to mark everything, and one day somebody used scissors to cut the tape, and that huh. was the new standard because it was a clean it, line. Huh. It's just, wow, it's funny. Wow. Um, Interesting. Huh. So we talked about good business skills a little bit. There's one thing I'm curious about, and mm-hmm. something I've noticed from just going through your website, restaurantowner.com. You put mm-hmm. a lot of emphasis on systems, processes, procedures. Um, yeah. let's talk about that as far as somebody who's, you know, has that habit or has that characteristic of recognizing the importance of systems and processes. Do you want to speak to that at all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a really important part of the business. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about the guest experience mm-hmm. earlier and I think that's the number one driver of restaurant success because if you have a great experience, guess what you're going to have? You're going to have a lot of customers, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have a lot of positive word of mouth. So you'll have loyalty, word of mouth, and that drives your sales. Mm-hmm. And the key to success in the restaurant business, as really in any business, is sales. It's top line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you think about the guest experience, um, there are a lot of things that need to happen in the guest experience pretty much the same way every single time, over and over and over again. Uh, for example, look at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald's now, does McDonald's have good food? Uh, some people would argue. <laughs> yeah, some people would argue. Exactly. It, it, there's a big question mark. You yeah. know, some people might think it's fantastic, but I think by and large, people, you know, they've got maybe average food at best, and some people can't stand it. I mean, heaven's sake, if you eat enough of it every day, guess what? It'll kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been proven. <laughs> yeah, there's documentaries but, but, what, but the thing about McDonald's, the reason why 35 million people go to McDonald's every single day is because they know exactly what they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So the brilliance of really Ray Kroc and McDonald's is not, they didn't invent the hamburger or anything, but they got really, really good at wherever they opened a new McDonald's at doing it the very same way every single time so that people going into that McDonald's knew exactly what they were get going to get regardless of whether they went at a McDonald's in Kansas City or or, uh, or New York or San Diego or where, and now all over the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and, and the only way to do that is to have, first of all, you either have to have great people or great systems, but I think a combination of both. Uh, you got to have great systems because you can't, uh, can't afford to hire, you know, really skilled uh, skilled people. In fact, McDonald's hired, hires who? Basically teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, so you leverage... Um, the you know you, you leverage yourself by having really good really great systems systems gives you a shot of creating what your customers want most and that's predictability and consistency yeah and another thing too um systems like it if you have good systems if you can create a business that's system dependent not people dependent mm-hmm. you're doing i mean something could happen to you something you could lose one of your best servers but as long as those Absolutely. systems are there people will you know, will come in and they'll get the same thing over and over again. Like you can't have one day where you have operating like, you know, standards of excellence where you just hit everything out of the park. And then the next day your, your lead manager is on a day off. And then that person that comes in and had that great experience now has a crappy experience, but it's, it's not up to you to hire the people and just put the people in place. You have to hire the people and put those systems in place. So no matter who's doing it, it's going to be the same outcome. And, um, 
I mean, I I don't want to kind of like beat this to death, but what do you have to say to that? Well, well, that's the message of the E-Myth by mm-hmm. Michael Gerber. Exactly. And Michael Gerber was very, very articulate. In fact, brilliantly articulate in that book. And that's some uh, that's a book that I think every single entrepreneur and business owner needs to read. Yeah. I'm exactly. currently right on target. listening to that book again right now for the third time. And, it, yes, it comes up all the time on the show. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's something that every oh, business man. owner, I believe, should, should, should revisit every year. The Bible. <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I guess let's move on to culture. Uh, we kind of mm-hmm. touched on this a little bit, but – you had mentioned before when we were putting our heads together for you know topics for the show, uh, you wanted to touch about uh, you know a culture, positive culture, a great place to work. What are some of the things that you want to touch on in that topic specifically? Well, let's think about what culture is. And I, my definition of culture is how people think and act. Mm-hmm. And for example, people are going to. Well, let me ask you: Do people think and act differently in, let's say, McDonald's versus, uh, let's say, one of Danny Meyer's high-end restaurants? Absolutely. I would absolutely, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do people think and act differently in, let's say, uh, your typical post office or Department of Motor Vehicles as opposed to maybe the, your local Apple store? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I just want to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so culture at a very fundamental level is just how people think and act, mm-hmm. and and I believe it's up to the owners of every restaurant of every business basically to create the culture um, that for the employees to work in that will, that will create the results or result in the results that they want. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And okay. I, okay. I, um, do you want to continue with your thought, or can I chime in real quick? No, go ahead, chime in. I love that you just compared Danny Myers to McDonald's because I recently, like, there's no like, secret that my focus here at Restaurant Unstoppable is on the indie restaurant work because, like mm-hmm. we mentioned before, those are the people that put in the 80 hours a week who are just so passionate about their craft, yep. their skill, making mm-hmm. people happy. Um, when I found out Danny Myers was opening up a chain restaurant, I kind of got a little discouraged. I'm not going to mm-hmm, lie. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. and I was like, well, because one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of chains is because there's no heart or very little heart. Right, when you, when you right. recreate something so many times, you can only spread one person's vision, right. one person's jazz, one person's culture yeah. so thin before people yeah. end up being like drones like they are at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now Danny Meyer, he has – this is somebody who's created such a culture – that exists mm-hmm. today. If you anybody who takes their ser- this industry serious, the hospitality industry serious, if you mention Danny Meyer, they heard the book say on the table, and he pretty much set the standard for industry culture mm-hmm. in that book. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think he's like the only person that can get away with creating a chain because of the impact he has on this industry. Like no matter right. who you are, you're opening like you know his culture. Like you can like it's there. It's it's existent. What do you think about that? Well, I'll tell you what, Eric. If Danny Meyer can't pull it off, <laughs> you, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Nobody, nobody can. can. <laughs> yeah. yeah, nobody can. Yeah. If anybody can do it, I believe, like you said, it's Danny Meyer. Mm. Exactly. This is going to be very interesting to see what happens to Shake Shack when they get, you know, I think they have, what, 60, 70 restaurants now? Yeah. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what it's like when they get to 100, 200, 500, 1,000, and so on. Yeah. Well, I think know. that'll be very interesting to see. 
Well, yeah. I know the story. I said I did some digging. The story behind that, like I guess it was one of his restaurants didn't succeed. It was his uh, uh, Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. But a mm-hmm. lot of the uh, the reason why Shake Shack grew the way it did is because he wanted to provide opportunity for the people that lost their jobs when that restaurant mm-hmm. didn't come through. And that kind of yeah. makes me feel a little bit better. But that kind of ties yeah. right back in again to the culture. Yeah. I mean, what are you yeah. willing to do for your people? Uh, right. Like, who is it about? And I think right. um, I don't know. And another thing about right. culture. One thing I've learned from introducing or interviewing so many of the, my past guests is one common characteristic is they love to teach. What do you think about that? I think that's fabulous, absolutely, mm-hmm. because they want people to grow. Absolutely, you know. And I don't think they're motivated to teach to teaching their people and making and and having them grow because they'll make be- not just because they'll make better employees. I think they will, obviously, but I think that they really want the best for their people. Mm. And if their people get real good and outgrow their job and go on and do other things, um, I mean, look at all the people that, uh, oh, uh, oh, what's his name in, in Chicago, Rich Melman. I mean, a lot of people have left his organization, Let Us Entertain You, and they've gone on and opened up their own restaurants and been incredibly successful. And he, and they still remain great friends and everything. I think that that's part of his personal mission is to help create, help other people get successful. Absolutely. You know, I and, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I believe uh, what the Bible says about you reap what you sow. Mm-hmm. You know? And I just think that's an eternal, universal truth. And if you sow good things into people and help them become successful, I think that's just going to make you in the long run more successful because you're going to attract great you know, There are a lot of great people out there to attract and the more people you develop and help achieve their goals and dreams in life the more you know the more it's going to come back to you in a positive way absolutely you keep on kind of like circling around it but you're talking about attraction like there's so many different names for it they call it karma Karma. you're right there you go there's a lot of different names for it yeah a lot of different vernacular exactly and uh I think one thing that to kind of go a little bit deeper on teaching and developing people, I think one common characteristic of these successful restaurant professionals is they accept from a very early age or from a very early point of a relationship with somebody that's working for them that especially if this person has skill and talent, they know that person is not going to stay with them forever. And Mm -hmm. they accept it early on, but they take it a step further and they almost push that person on. They push them mm-hmm. beyond the the scope that you can help them to get them to the next level. Yep. Um, yep. And a lot of people, yep. they'll create that next opportunity. If they know yep. this person's going to go, they'll open another restaurant for the purpose of keeping this person on their team. Have you noticed there you that? Go. There you go. Absolutely. Because growth is the is the way they maintain the culture. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, In fact, I believe that Danny Meyer actually said that. He says that. Uh, I've got to grow because I've got to keep creating more opportunities for these great people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so it it and it kind of makes it makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Ari yeah. Weinswag is the same exact way. I don't know how. There you go. You're exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his books are incredible. If you haven't checked yeah. out Ari Weinswag's books, yeah. you guys. Well, I in, you know it's kind of funny. In the mid '90s, I worked with Ari and Paul. I actually did a consulting engagement with him and I actually you know I was there with him I met for I think it was over two days mm-hmm. with with their team uh and uh, yeah so I I got to meet them and work with them personally so um yeah I I'm familiar with their culture and the way they do business and yeah they've they've done phenomenal yeah 
Oh, man, yeah. Uh, If you guys are familiar with that business model, basically the whole model is about their people, just not just giving people jobs, but growing people, investing and educating their people. Uh, They they feed into those higher needs uh, that Chip Connolly talks about in Peak, and that's another great book. Um, just, I mean, you only get make so much money in this industry, so you have to appeal to the other needs, not just the most basic mm-hmm. needs of people. And, right. Um, that's one thing I've definitely learned from all these incredible past guests. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I I'm kind of drawing blanks right now, Jim. Is there anything else that you think we missed, or anything else that you think's worth mentioning? Well, I'll tell you what. Let me go back to Zingerman's for just a second. Please. And I don't know. If you, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, you probably do. But Zingerman's Deli does over fourteen million dollars a year in sales. Really? Okay. I thought it was phenomenal. <laughs> no, phenomenal. Well, wow. the last I read, it was fourteen. I forget I exactly it. where I read it. Yeah. Um, but it's very high volume. Okay. It, I mean, this, now, now this... what's the what's the logical next step if you have a a deli that's that successful? Well, uh, is to open up another deli? Yeah, and um, okay. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but they did, but they didn't do that. Exactly. What did they do? They ordered, they opened a mail order company, and then they opened up. Well, I think they opened up the bakery next, mm-hmm. and then they opened a mail order company. Then they opened up a coffee company, and then a creamery, and then in a, a catering and events organization. Then they decided to do a full service restaurant called Zingerman's Roadhouse. The point I'm want, I'm, I'm trying to make here is that. They had skills. They noticed skill sets within their employees and their and their other employees, who many of them were uh, uh, MBA type people that were going to the University of Houston, or excuse mm-hmm. me, University of Michigan. And uh, so what they did is they they created different businesses. So now they 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 have over 650 employees and 18 managing partners and nine different companies. And I think all of them are fairly fairly successful. You yeah. Know? So, so do they call that lateral growth, Jim? Is that what it, I, I is? Are you familiar with the term? Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly if that's lateral or horizontal. Yeah, I'm not sure on that. But anyway, it's it's diversified. <laughs> Whatever well, they are, they're definitely diversified. It's it's funny because uh, I mean, we talked earlier about uh, McDonald's and how they created this system that was so repeatable, so uh, I don't know what's the word. So able, I mean, you could literally make millions like they did of mm-hmm. like, cookie cutter systems. Mm-hmm. But what happens? What Ari was afraid of was that 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 heart, that passion, was going to get diluted you if you started stretching it. Yep. So he took the yep. the culture that made mm-hmm. them successful, and he implemented yep. that culture, that power of visioning and systems, yeah. and he applied it to different business, like you said. But I mean, I yeah. think if we're if you're in that position in the future, and you you're afraid. Of diluting what you created. That's a like just study Ari Weinswag and Zingerman's. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a great right. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we're going on about a half hour now. That's about what we had set aside for this interview, and I think we've learned a lot just from kind of diving into what we've both learned together. Um, before I let you go, I need to ask you to call somebody out. Who is one restaurant professional you admire and think would make a great guest mentor on the show? Well, I tell you what, I thought about that, and I I really think that uh, a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Robert Fleming would be perfect for you. Robert Fleming. Yeah, Robert Fleming, and Robert is the owner operator of Magnolia Pancake House in San Antonio, Texas. All right, Robert Fleming, I'd be honored if you'd come on the show. I'm coming after you. Look out, and uh, <laughs> let the folks at home. 
know more about restaurantowner.com. We didn't really talk more about it, but I mean, what? who is this restaurant or who is this website for and what can people expect if they haven't heard of it? Well, it's really for two groups of people. First of all, it's for, it's for people who are thinking about opening up their own restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our, another one of our missions in life, and my, my, one of my personal missions, is is damage control. I don't want people opening up a restaurant that have no business opening up a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And every other people you meet, it seems like, have at some point in time in their life thought about opening up their own restaurant, and they absolutely know nothing about the risks, the um, the complexity of the restaurant business. So one of the things we try to do is try to educate people and at least get people to the point that they can make a more intelligent and informed decision about the this, their decision to go into the restaurant business or not. Uh, most people I've, I try to talk out. If people come to me and say, I've got a great idea, I want to do this, the first thing I try to do is talk them out of it. Mm. Because 80% of restaurants, independent restaurants, are going to be gone. You know, they're not going to make it to their fifth birthday. That's mm-hmm. just the reality of it. And unless you've been in this business, I don't think there's any way to get an accurate appreciation of just how difficult and challenging this business is. So mm-hmm. that's one thing. The other thing is if you've already taken the plunge and you own an independent restaurant, um, we have loads of, uh, of resources and things that we think and, and insights uh, that we think that can help you more be a, a more effective operator. I mean, we touched on some of those things, business skills, uh, implementation of systems. As you said, we've got a whole library full of over 300 downloadable forms and checklists and training manual templates and all sorts of things uh, to help operators shorten the time to develop those systems so they do start creating a consistent, repeatable guest experience and uh, also help to help people get organized too yeah. that's what systems are for as well you know and we, so, we kind of we've kind of pounded it to death about talking about how people most of the things we talked about i don't know if you noticed but i noticed the mo- most successful people in this industry have that high level of social intelligence it's, mm-hmm. it's not about mm-hmm. getting rich it's not about uh just you know going crazy trying to surround yourself with pretty servers and whatever like it's about mm-hmm. being passionate about your skills your craft and just making people happy but the mm-hmm. thing is when people tend to be leaning more towards that social uh intelligence side they lack the technical skills and one thing yeah. that's yeah. great about your resource restaurantowner.com is that it kind of eliminates that technical like question mark because I don't know about you, but I'm not good at making spreadsheets. I don't know where mm-hmm. to start and how to build mm-hmm. these systems. But you, you have the systems that have been tried and tested, and you, they're there. Uh, these spreadsheets, these checklists, all those operational things are there just to adopt and plug into your business. So mm-hmm. it just makes the process so much easier. Oh, we appreciate that. I tell, if if I have uh, if I'm good at anything, I think, and I say this with all humility, but I think I'm fairly, and, I, and, I, and the one reason I've done this for a long time, I just try to take what can potentially be a complex topic in terms of certain types of accounting, financial issues and things like that, systems, and just try to make it, you know, this stuff is not rocket science. Mm-hmm. It should be easy to, uh, for anybody to understand, and hopefully we do that. that. That's the goal. That's the objective. But people that are, you know, that are chefs and people that uh, may have come up in a different environment other than business, you know, they should be able to easily understand it. And that's what we try to do. We try mm-hmm. to help people understand so they can make better decisions and, and start to utilize some of these tools that we have in their, uh, in their operation. 
Yeah, and I, before I let you go, Jim, I just want to tap into your mind for w- one last time because I just have this sure. feeling. We're talking about the characteristics and habits that people need. What are the books that you know of? I mean, are there any calls to action? Are there any directions you can send our listeners before I let you go? Um, we kind of talked about a few of the books, but being, where can people go to learn more about how to become successful? Well, I'll tell you what. One thing, that if people would go to restaurantowner.com, we have a magazine called Restaurant Startup and Growth, and we will send people a free 12-month subscription to that magazine. And in that magazine, it's a, it's a different – it's unlike, and of course I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think that, but hopefully I'm being objective too, but it's really a how-to magazine. We don't have the current industry news, or we don't have what's hot. We don't talk a lot about food. What we talk about is how – successful restaurateurs do the things that they do, whether it be in their uh, financial things or whether it be marketing or uh, hiring people or things of that nature. We try to bring the nuts and bolts into view, into clear view uh, for our readers. So that, so that's one thing I would, uh, I would suggest. Also, I am really impressed with uh, a gentleman by the name of Simon Sinek. Um, he wrote a book called Eat, uh, Leaders Eat, Eat Last. And uh, um, I think he's got one of the top, you mentioned the TED Talks, he's got one of the top uh, visited or watched TED Talks on, the, uh, uh, on, on TED. And I would highly recommend that people uh, uh, view that. But I think he's got some really, really good stuff with respect to uh, leading people, managing people, creating a, uh, a positive a culture environment for people to really be able to do their best. So I think those two things would be at the top of my list. All right. So I'll have the links to your magazine. I'm ashamed to admit that I have not subscribed, but uh, it's the first thing I'm doing after we get done with this this phone call is I'm going to go on to restaurantowner.com and subscribe Fabulous. to that newsletter, that <laughs> magazine. And then it was Fabulous. Simon Sinek, uh, Leaders yeah. Eat Last. Eat Last, yeah. S-I-N-E-K is Simon's last name. Yeah. All right. Awesome. He's, I'll have those. Show, really good. I'll have those links in the show notes. Um, Jim, man, you've been so incredible. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your very, very busy schedule to. Oh, you're, you're very kind. It's a pleasure. I'll be glad to do it anytime. <laughs> the honor was mine, and there's no questioning that you are unstoppable. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from you, that means something, Eric. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, All right. Thanks. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. A great episode at that, to Jim Lab just killing it today. Uh, one thing I took away from this, if anything else, was just a sh- like reassurance that I'm on the right track with these episodes, focusing on the individual. Uh, really, to be successful in this industry, you first need to, uh, you know, have control in that discipline um, of yourself and just to be great and i think some of these characteristics are something we can all uh you know live up to and i'm so grateful to have jim on the show today to share with us all these characteristics he's experienced in uh all the similarities he's seen all these successful independent restaurant owners uh him sharing these with us today so awesome so that's all we have um if you guys want to email me eric at restaurantunstoppable.com tell me who you want to hear from on the show if you can think of any outstanding uh, restaurant mentors that would just make killer guests. I need to hear about them. Let me know. And uh, yeah, that's all I got 
for you today. If you want to check out this episode, restaurantunstoppable.com slash Jim Loeb. That's L-A-U-B-E. Uh, all the links to everything we discussed will be right there in a quick summary of what we talked about today. All right, guys. Until next time, peace out.